Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today we have some really, really great news. So stay tuned. It's it's really about uh, what Tim and I designed the cash flow board game about. It's how to get out of the rat race of the life and get on a rat race of life and get on with your life. So anyway, we have a very, very important show. For those who have played the cash flow game, I suggest you play it if you haven't played it. And it's about getting out of the rat race or the middle class trap of go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, invest in a 401k, and get out of debt. I mean, that's really a sucker's play there. So our guest today is the infamous Clayton Moritz. He's a former weekend anchor for Fox and Friends and the Fox News Channel. And um, I just can't believe what he just did. He um, resigned from one of the most prestigious positions in television to get on with his life's dream. He's out of the rat race and doing what he really is passionate about doing. So you're going to hear his story of how he got out of the rat race. But, man, if I was in New York on Fox every morning, I, I, would, be, I would be in heaven. But apparently he's got other plans and you know, God or the Great Spirit has other bigger plans for Clayton to serve his fellow human beings. And in the studio today is um, our partner, Kenny McElroy. He is the expert on real estate. Uh, he owes everything to Kim and I because we taught him. <laughs> I taught him everything I know, everything I know, but he's so ungrateful. <laughs> now, Kenny, I've gone on, I mean, you know, after Kim and I, became financially free. Kenny took us to the next level of financial freedom. I mean, there's so much money coming in if you know what you're doing. And my sweetheart, Kim. What do you want to say, Kim? Well, I'm, this is, is going to be a great show because if, you know, if you've ever thought, if you're working nine to five, five days a week and, or more, and you, you have this dream of something you want to do, but you're afraid to give up the paycheck, um, you're afraid, you have a lot of excuses. Fame? Well, fame, if you have fame. Um, but if, you know, I've got, I've got a spouse and kids, I can't do that, and all of the excuses that come with it. Well, here's a guy who had, has, like was, as you said, Robert, the celebrity um, kind of living the dream, and he had something else that was driving him and he was passionate about, and he took this incredible leap of faith. We're going to hear his story, and I think it's the perfect it's the perfect rich dad story. So I'm excited. And and Clayton Morris is a dear friend of the family here. He's always got uh, us on to Fox and Friends to pitch our story about, you know, finance and different different ways of looking at financial freedom. So, you know, Clayton was um, instrumental for us getting publicity. We, may, we might never have gotten. So anyway, welcome to the program, Clayton. Oh, thank you guys so much. You're so you're, you're too kind. Thank you guys for having me here. This is a true honor. Yeah, so, oh, it's it's our honor. So, Kenny, what do you well, want to I mean, say? What do you want to say about freedom via real estate? You know. Well, first of all, I I 
commend you know Clayton. I, I think it takes tremendous courage. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on when you take this leap. You know, a family, friends, all basically saying, "What are you doing?" I mean, that's a big piece, and I'm sure you know, we'll hear a little bit about that. But um, Clayton, as you know, uh, we've we've uh, met. We've I've been on your show, and you know, I'm very very happy for you, and and I can't wait to help if I can and. Assist. I wouldn't accept it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I will accept. I absolutely accept it. I mean, you guys. And, and I, and I, don't, I don't say this lightly. I mean, I really the the reason for the reframing uh, that led to me leaving, that started this sort of journey ten years ago, all started with you guys. I mean, it, without a doubt, this is not blown smoke at all. It, it really was that reframing, realizing that when I lost my job in Philadelphia. Like 10 years ago, I was hired as the morning anchor for Good Day Philadelphia, and they encouraged me to buy a house in Philly, come live there back in my hometown. Great. And I get there, and a week later, my news director gets fired. She had hired she had hired me to make the morning show fun and hip and young, and she gets fired. And so oh, I wow. had no internal support. Then a week later, they hire a new news director. This guy just wants you know murder off the top of the show and really you know horrible news stories leading every hour. You mean CNN, right? Con- continuous right. negative news. <laughs> exactly. Nonstop, nonstop negativity. And I didn't want that in the morning. Who wants to have that over their Cheerios? And so about eight months into my contract, when my option was op- open to renew, they just said, you know, we're not going to renew your contract. And it was like it was like I was 12 years old again, watching my dad lose his job. Mm. Really the poor dad way of looking at wealth building. He was so angry and scared, and I just went back to being that angry and scared kid again. Mm. And I said, you know what? Never again. Never again am I going to be beholden to what somebody else tells me, thinks, tell, decides to renew a contract for me or not. I'm going to start now trying to figure this out. And that's when I started learning the ways <laughs> that you guys teach. Well, sometimes you know something bad is the best thing that ever happens to you because you know, Kim and I have a very similar story. Both our fathers lost their jobs mid-career. And that's why we became entrepreneurs, you know, this idea of go to school and get a job and, you know, climb the corporate ladder was just, it, it's it, having our fathers unemployed kind of sours you, right, Kim? Yeah, it, it did. And on top of that, Clayton, very similar to you, my first job out of, um, out of college, after about nine months, I got fired. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me because it was my wake-up call saying, you know, you really do hate being told what to do, Kim. <laughs> so let's face that fact and yeah. move on. So, Clayton, would you mind giving us a little of your background, you know, where you're from and all this, how you got into the, you know, the rarefied world of, you know, t- television, I mean, national television? Well, I, you know, I, I thought it was my dream, and it really was my dream in broadcast. As a child, I used to sneak downstairs when my parents thought I was asleep, and I would watch Letterman, and mm-hmm. I'd watch Carson, and they'd, my parents would come down and yell at me. <laughs> and so I loved the medium of broadcasting. Where, and- where was this? Where did you grow up? I was uh, born outside of Philadelphia, so in the city, and then we moved out to Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and then into Reading, Pennsylvania. So I spent my, my high school years in junior high and elementary in Reading, Pennsylvania, um, home on the uh, the Reading Railroad on the Monopoly board, but yeah. we never saw a train come through Reading. So we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, you know, this terrible infrastructure for trains in this country, and, you know, there's nothing here, you know. So... So that was the city, and and uh, I grew up just having these dreams of, of doing television, and I would do stand-up comedy when I was 15 years old at the local comedy clubs. And, Jeez. And, uh, that's went tough. Went off to the University of Pittsburgh. Well, that's, that's great <laughs> no, training. I, wow. 
Oh, yeah. When you realize that you're going to do this 360 days a year, traveling all over the country, sleeping in, you know, till noon and then just going to sleep at three at night and you're doing the same stuff, it's it's a hard road. And so but I, I knew I didn't know what I didn't know. And I moved to Los Angeles after college and just started as a production assistant working for a Fox affiliate out there in Los Angeles at KTTV in West L.A. That was my first uh, production job. And they said, you know, if you want to get on the air, you've got to leave. So that was 1999. And I went and became a political reporter up in Montana, covering the governor there, and then all over the country as a news anchor, r- rising up through the ranks. And, you know, your goal, of course, is then to get to a network, you know. And I was blessed then after losing my job in Philadelphia that the network called and said, hey, we'd love for you to come up to New York. We've got an opening on Fox and Friends. We think you'd be great. And I said, but wait a minute, you guys just fired me. And I said, no, 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 there's a big- there's a big separation between church and state. That's a local affiliate. It has nothing to do with the network. Come oh, on up and meet with us. We've been following your career for a number of years. Wow. And I was just like, mouth dropped. What yeah. are you talking about? You've been following me, you know? And uh, and then they were kind enough. And I never looked back in 10 years um, hosting, getting to host the number one show in cable news. So, But in the back of your mind, you said after you lost your job, it says, well, you know, thank you. You've done me a favor. Because I'm I'm not I'm not going to get sucked into the trap or however you phrase it. And I don't know if you guys went through this. I mean, I don't know. We can do a round robin here, but I I don't know. Like Kim, you mentioned, it was the best thing it could have happened. It's like I don't know that I knew it at the time. I mean, I, I went on like antidepressants. Yeah, I didn't know they it at the cur- time. No, I didn't know it at the yeah. time. Yeah, it's it's devastating when just, it happens. Kenny still hasn't found a job. So he doesn't know what it's like. So. <laughs> I didn't know what to make of it. I, I, I was really terrified, you know, and I went back to being because I grew up with a lot of fears around money. Mm. You know, in my house, I would hear, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We're not the Rockefellers. You know, we can't afford that. So so that's really the mantra like in our company. And what I talk about on the podcast is really be aware of how you're talking to your children about money. And I'm so glad. what you Fantastic. Do. I mean, so, Clayton, the whole time that you were with Fox and Friends, you were also on this other path, correct? of building your wealth or if you knew that there was something else you were going to be doing or? Yeah. And I'd lived all over the country. So I saw I was always paying a, a landlord to live where I was living, but I didn't quite understand it. You know, I would, I was mysteriously mailing off $500 a month to some landlord that I never saw to live in these different places. And finally, uh, before I ever got to Philly, I had, I had started to, I tried to do a, a few flips in, um, in Florida where I moved and I had bought a, a single-family uh, condo and um, a one-bedroom condo, and I lived in it and did the work on it myself. And a, an off-market property next door opened up, and I, at night, after waking up at two in the morning and doing my morning show that I was working on, I'd come home and I'd do drywall, and, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was covered in, you know, spackle. I had no idea, and and I flipped these two properties and made a good, good, good sum of money, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I got hit with the crunch of the market, you know, then everything collapsed. And I had taken some of that profit, put it into some speculative land projects in Florida and North Carolina, and I lost everything. I mean, I lost all of that profit. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Yeah. And so I didn't realize it at the time. I mean, I, I... I just said, I'm not doing this for a while. I got to figure something out until I realized the power of buy and hold real estate. And so when I was at Fox and Friends, I had, I was still going through this foreclosure. 
I got a call when I, I went to, to buy a cup of coffee, and I couldn't even buy a cup of coffee. All of my asset, uh, my bank accounts were frozen wow. because I had gone through a, uh, a deficiency judgment on this <laughs> one property. Oh, oh, it was just the hardest. It was I was on antidepressants. I couldn't even buy a cup of coffee, and everything was like seemed like it was collapsing around me. And I said, I've got to figure this out. You listen to Rich Dad Radio. Our guest today is Clayton Morris. He's on Fox and Friends. He's, and we're talking about what it takes to get out of the rat race and get on with your life. That's what we're talking about. So all of you right there saying, well, I'm stuck in a job. And, and you know, there's no money and I can't do anything and all this. Well, that's what the Rich Dad Company was founded for. That's why Kim and I created the Cash Flow Board Game in 1996 is how to get out of the rat race. Because I seriously doubt if you can get out of the rat race with a 401k, especially when the market's set to crash again. You know, markets always crash. 401ks have no insurance on them. And there's a lot of guys my age, baby boomers, who will, you know, be facing smelling the coffee in a little while. So that's why I have Clayton Morris on the program. We have Ken McElroy, a rich dad advisor on real estate, founder of MC Companies. He's the author of the ABCs of Real Estate Investing, the ABCs of Property Manage Management, which is the most important of all the books, and the Advanced Guide to Real Estate Investment, which is the advanced finance part of it, and my sweetheart, Kim. So Clayton, you know, we're just saying, we're just talking to Clayton. Congratulations on getting out of the rat race. And thank everybody you. thinks it's gonna be easy. And yeah. I, I thank you for your candor and saying what it feels like to not be able to buy a cup of coffee because Kim and I have been there. I remember when we, we first were together, we, we couldn't even check into the Red the, what's the Red that? Roof Inn or the, the Sixpence Motel. The Sixpence, we, we had, had no nothing. money. My credit card was so hot. And then we, the, went, we went and bought a bucket of Colonel Sanders fried chicken, a six pack of Bud, and we were in heaven, you know what I mean? <laughs> That was the time where they didn't have electric digital cards. They had they physically swiped them, you know. It oh, wasn't yeah. electronic, so and the it, machine didn't work. So, so it, we were in. Yes, <laughs> so they swiped it. That's the only way we got a room. I'm like, they and you're still paying that. You're still paying for that chicken today. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, we, we got wanted posters out for us. Chicken thieves. <laughs> so anyway, uh, for all of you out there who just think that, well, I'm going to go out and buy a couple of duplexes and. Uh, become financially free you know I, I would this is your program but also to encourage you you know freedom is far more important than being a slave to a paycheck you're listening to the rich dad radio show with robert kiyosaki robert kiyosaki's rich dad advisors have a great gift for you Visit richdadadvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. 
Your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. And for these may or may not know it, is that when I came to the end of the line, I was in rock and roll. And I met Kim, and I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't just get up every morning just to make money. And there's more to life than that. So this was about 84, right? Yep. And uh, our first date was to the police, the police concert. And I said, I'm out of here. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't keep doing what I'm doing. <clears throat> so... Remember those days, Kim? Oh, I'll never forget those days. And uh, we, we, that was our first leap of faith. We've taken a lot of leaps of faith, but that right. was our first leap of faith. And I think that's why most people don't make it is because they just stand at the edge and never look down but never take the leap. So, Kenny, when did you hit the end of the line? Well, uh, multiple times, really. I mean, after yeah. college. It's part being an entrepreneur. After, yeah, after my first job. You know, I've had, um, as you know, my very and first. And Kenny, just to, just to jump in here, Kenny is our Rich Dad advisor on real estate, and he is the author of ABCs of Real Estate Investing, ABCs of Property Management, and the Advanced Guide to Real Estate, and he's the founder of MC Companies. So and, let's introduce Clayton one more time. It's Clayton Morris. He's a former weekend anchor at Fox & Friends on the Fox News Network, and he has transitioned to a real estate investor. Just a few days, just a recently, very yeah, a recently. Month ago. Yeah. And yeah. founder of Morris Invest. His website is ClaytonMorris.com, one word, ClaytonMorris.com, and MorrisInvest.com. And is uh, the most important thing about Clayton, he's doing it not just to make money, but to make sure other people who are in financial dire straits have a shot at the future. So Clayton, let me ask you, um, you, you were saying you had just started at Fox and Friends, you know, your accounts were all blinking red because they were all frozen, you couldn't buy a cup of coffee. At that time, most people would quit. What kept you going? I, you know, first of all, I was young and I vowed somehow along the way to not repeat what I had witnessed my father go through which was losing his job and being beholden to this paycheck. And he always, as he got older and people wouldn't hire him anymore, and he was you know, living off of Social Security, and he had no real wealth to show. And we had a great family, we had a great life, but he didn't have that legacy wealth that I know that he yearned for. I mean, he had just his bookshelves were lined with business books, and he, he, he just couldn't push through it. And I just said, that that's, I'm breaking that cycle. I'm going to do it. Um, I didn't just drop what I was doing after college and move to Los Angeles to try to make my way in television and not figure this out. But again, I was still working a transactional job, right? I'm still getting a paycheck at Fox. So everyone thinks it's, oh, it's you know, it's so exclusive, it's so it's prestigious, and it certainly was, but at the end of the day, you can still be ruled by fear even there, right? Because what happens if your contract is not renewed? Sure. What happens if they decide they want somebody younger, more handsome? I know that would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're pretty handsome. <laughs> <laughs> but how I pushed through, I mean, it was an amazing morning because I just sat back and I just took a deep breath. And it was probably one of the clearest moments I've had and now later in my life in meditation. But at the time, I just took a deep breath and I said, you know what? It only goes up from here. And I just started to figure out what went wrong. How could I unfreeze one particular account? And I couldn't. My credit was destroyed, everything. So I had to start finding creative ways, like Ken talks about, to find real estate deals. And that's when it all opened up for me. It was sort of forced because I couldn't go to a bank and get a loan. I couldn't 
you know, use my credit to just go out and get a mortgage and buy it, buy a property. I had to figure out how do I, you know, how do I find great off-market deals? I want everybody to hear what Clayton just said. Kim, we've been there, right? Where no, we, we had nothing. When we started, we had no money. When we started investing in real estate, we had no money. We had no credit. Nobody we would had, give us anything. No, we had. We couldn't go to a bank either. Yep, yep. you have. You have to see what no one else sees. Yeah. But have you been there too? Oh my gosh, yes, of course. I mean, we all have, and and I I think it's a a good part it, of the process. And yeah. I think that's the reason most people are not successful is when They're somebody the banker says no, I can't find a deal. They quit. I mean, they're just a bunch of losers. But Clayton you know? said it really well. He said it forced him to get very creative. Yes, and for, that's the difference. And for us, it forced us to get so creative. We still use a lot of the things that we learned back then. We don't let no yeah. stop yeah. us. We just find a different yeah. way of not, going around. Not it, having you know? the money actually was a benefit because it forced us to think. And, and Clayton, I was, you know, poor Kim, you know, at time she showed my, my financial, I was down about, by then, about $800,000. And the banker says, <laughs> it wasn't blinking red. It says, you're dead. I mean, how are you going to pay this eight hundred thousand off? You know, <laughs> anyone can do it. I can do it. Kim and Robert can do it. Anybody can do it. No, Robert can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my trade secret. <laughs> no, I owe everything to Kim and Kenny. You know, that's just how it is. But, but anyway, I, I was just reading. Somebody just sent me this video, and it says why valedictorians don't make it. And it's the reason why valedictorians, you know, the 4 old students, 4.0 GPAs, is because they follow the rules. <laughs> and he said yeah. most entrepreneurs, right. yeah. the rich ones, have a 2.9, 2.95 GPA. And I, I texted, the, it was Shane Coniglia, our president. Yeah. I, I texted him back says, well, that's why I'm so rich, because I had a 2.01. <laughs> I just almost flunked out again, you know. It's resilience. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, what yeah. it is. This, yeah. The article says it's called grit. It's yeah. yeah. just grit. Yep. I read that book. It's a great book. Yeah, it's just grit. And I think if all of you listening right now, if you don't have that grit, keep your daytime job or do some meditation or prayer or whatever it takes, find counseling. But it's really a spiritual journey. And if you think it's going to be, you know, uh, one nice and easy road, I think you're in dreamland. Right, Kenny? Well, I think it also spills over into other things. It spills over into relationships with oh, yeah. your yeah. employees, with your family, with, you know, money, with your, with everybody, you yeah. know, and your friends. And, 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 well, so. let, and let's talk about that because, Clayton, what what happened with, you know, you have, you have two kids, young kids, right? And your wife oh, yeah, and your now. family and friends. What, what, was, what were their reactions to what you were doing? Well, it was interesting because as I started on this journey, I started saving this money that I, I had no way else of getting money. So I was just putting some of my own money aside. And we were still struggling. You know, I was making good money. And I went out and I found two properties and I started getting these properties cash flowing. And I said, I'm going to do this. And it honestly, it all started. I was on a flight to New Zealand. I was going to visit a friend of mine and I was going to be there for five days. That's all I could go for because I had a paycheck job. And I'm there after 16 hours on this flight. There's a couple sitting next to me in their 50s. We got talking, and I said, "Where? You know, how long are you going to be in New Zealand?" They said, two months." And I said, two months? Who gets to go to New Zealand for two months?" And he looked at me and said, "Oh, I'm a real estate investor." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, interesting." And I said, "I just got out my pen and I said, "Okay, I'm ready. Just fill up my glass." <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. Good for you. Very smart. That's the other thing. <laughs> That's the other thing. It takes grit. The second word is humility. You know, can you ask yeah. somebody to tell tell you something that, you know, to say, I don't know something. Tell me. 
Humility, grit, and perseverance. Man, that's what it takes. There's a lot of humility. So he told me where he, he told me where he was buying properties, and I just said, "Great." So I got back a week later, and I went and I bought two properties, and I, they've been great properties for me ever since, cash flowing. But my wife, you know, I I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite tap into like the rich dad philosophy. I hadn't fully figured it out yet, you know. And my wife comes to me in the basement in my office, and she says, "You know, we can't pay the mortgage this month." And I said, "What?" Here I am, a Fox News anchor, oh, and I had to go through my closet and try to sell stuff out of my closet, like some jeans and an old camera, and we barely were able to pay our mortgage that month. And I said, something's got to change. I said, honey, wait a second. And in a, over a three-hour span of time, over a bottle of wine, kids in bed, I said, we have these two properties. They've been cash flowing for us $800 a month consistently. We paid you know, we're thirty, forty thousand $40,000 for them. There have been gems. How can we take what our monthly expenses and reverse engineer that? How many of these properties would it take for me to be financially free and where I don't have to sit here and cry because I can't pay my mortgage and support my three kids? And that's when I came up with the idea for our freedom number. And that once my wife was able to see that, Kim, to answer your question, then we start sharing that with our family and friends. We're like, we're going to hit financial freedom. And then, Robert, to your point earlier, that's when I made the plan. That I said I'm going to be financially free by the year by by the time I'm 42 years old I'm going to quit my job, and I beat it by two years. I just turned 40. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations! Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. You can listen to this program anytime, anywhere, on iTunes or Android, and all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because anything worth listening to is worth listening to again, and you can you know. Listen to this program, share with friends, family, and business associates because I think this, what Clayton is saying, is a message of the times, especially of these times, and for everybody to hear. Our guests are Clayton Morris. He's a former weekend anchor for Fox and Friends, and he talks about how he gave up a very prestigious, I mean, glamorous job in many ways to go for his dreams, become a real estate investor founder of Morris Invest, and now he's sharing what he knows. He's teaching other people to find freedom. His website is ClaytonMorris.com and MorrisInvest.com. Our other guest is Ken McElroy, Rich Dad Advisor on Real Estate and founder of MC Companies. And uh, all kidding aside, I think Kenny is one of the most brilliant real estate investors in the world today. I've never met anybody, plus his partner, uh, Ross McAllister. How they do what they do is ma magical. And these websites are mccompanies.com, mccompanies.com. So when we come up, we'll find out what uh, Clayton is investing in and how he got to that magic number of freedom. And in the, in the, for those who have played the cash flow game, it's called when you have more passive income than your... Living expenses. And that's when you're free. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Do you own an LLC or LP? Are you aware of the new rules? The IRS has mandated new audit rules that require every LLC operating agreement and LP limited partnership agreement be amended. This dramatic requirement has never before been experienced, and changes must be made by December 31st. Corporate Direct, owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton, can guide you through these new rules. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit CorporateDirect.com. Contact Corporate Direct today to stay in IRS compliance. 
This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And as I said, when I met Kim, I was in that business of rock and roll. It was a lot, a lot of fun, but one day I woke up and I said, what the hell am I doing with my life? I'm just out there making money. I, was, I don't do drugs, but I was trying to have some sex, but I was doing pretty good. And it was a lot of fun, but one day it was about time to get on with my life. And immediately when I, saw, I sold my company and I was moving, I don't know where I was moving to, but I just knew I had to get out of Hawaii. You know, it was too confining. And then I met the sweetheart named Kim. And I really do believe God sent her to me, you know, because I was going to be stupid enough to go do something really stupid. But I, I'm, I'm pretty certain if I hadn't done that, she never, we wouldn't be together today. Right, Kim? No, it, you know, it's interesting. You had your aha moment, and probably two months before I met you, I had the same, th- the same thought that I go to work every day, and I get a paycheck, and I pay my bills, and I go to work, and I get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember I was in Hawaii, and I wake up one morning, and I'm like, there's got to be more to life than this. And I started my ser- I started searching, but I didn't know what I was searching for. And on our very first date, Robert, you asked me, "What's your life's purpose?" And I'm like, "My what? My what?" And I'm yep. like, "I think this is what I'm. Th- I think this is part of the search." So it was it was destined to be. And I, I I can't say I knew what my life purpose was or is and all this, but uh, I could see this crisis that we're in coming. You know, because I was a student of Buckminster Fuller for three summers. He's a futurist, and for those listening to Rich Dad Radio, we've had. Uh, James Records on, and I think he's the futurist of today. You know, he is the guy. So we're talking today to Clayton Morris, former weekend anchor of Fox and Friends, and he too had his light go on, and he says, what am I doing? It's not just about being glamorous and, you know, attractive on television. There's other things that God sent sent me to do here. So once he became financially free, which is the rich dad model of getting out of the rat race, he could get on with his life, and now he's he's kind of joined us in his his way of teaching, teaching people what freedom is really about. It's not a job, a paycheck, and a 401k, and getting out of debt, because that's not it. Our other guest is Ken McElroy. He's the Rich Dad Advisor on Real Estate, founder of MC Companies, author of the ABCs of Real Estate Investing. If you're ever thinking about real estate, start with that book. The second book in the series is ABCs of Property Management, which is the Bible. And once you get those two down, then you go to the advanced guide to real estate investing. And Kim and I will attest that that advanced guide to real estate investing really, we were rich really before, works. but really made us it, really, really rich. So that's the best book of all. A lot of people want to jump to the advanced guide, yeah. right? They want to start there <clears throat> without having any experience or knowledge or expertise starting at the at the beginning. Yeah, excuse me, I have a chest cold. And Kenny's uh, website is mccompanies.com. And um, so we're talking to Clayton about freedom, and the, the Rich Dad game about freedom is the number. And the mm-hmm. number is, let's say you have expenses of $1,000 a month when you have passive income from whatever it is, and generally it's real estate or a business that you don't work in, then that 1000 negates the 1000 expenses, and you've, you're out of the rat race, you're free. And as Clayton says, you can go do what you really want to do. What do you have to say about that, Kenny? 
Well, it's that is basically why you play the cash flow game. You know, it's uh, you. It, it, it's essentially that. So, it's, but there's a lot to learn besides just playing the cash flow game, too, right? You know? Correct. Well, that's why I like the cash flow game because yeah. it's it has all the things in it, and essentially it, it all rolls up to your what is your freedom number, and that's why I like Clayton's message about that number because I don't think a lot of people really know what their number is. No, I don't think people but, know what their monthly expenses are. Right. I don't think they do. Right. So if, they, if you can solve to that, boy, uh, just like he did in the basement, uh, boy, what, what a nice thing to work on. Most people don't tell themselves the truth about how much they spend. And we had early, early, early days, we had Betty the bookkeeper. And the reason we had Betty the bookkeeper is because she would sit us down and say, you know, you have this much going out, but you only have this much coming in. And she forced us to get very honest about how much money we were spending every single month. And yep. most people don't do that. Most people have no idea how much money they is going guess. out. And most people think if they make more money, they'll solve the problem, but they're structurally screwed up. I mean, their, their income and expenses and debt and all that is so screwed up that making more money just makes it worse. Like, and we're talking to uh, Tom uh, Wheelwright when we were in Brazil a couple of weeks ago. This woman comes up to him and says, you know, I bought uh, five uh, properties in uh, Florida. They're all losing money. <laughs> yeah, should I refinance? I started laughing. I'm like, oh, oh my, my goodness. gosh, that's somebody who really doesn't understand money. Hey, Clayton, does that that make sense? You know, I'm losing money, so should I borrow more money? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Let me just keep adding to that. You know, when we came up with the freedom number cheat sheet, we give it away for free on my website, and it's three pages. And it literally, the emails that I've gotten from people that go through it. They say, I've never really had a handle on my expenses until I actually sat down and went through the cheat sheet and realized that we're paying for, you know, we're paying for Hulu. We're paying for this Netflix thing. We didn't know we were even being paying for this thing. We add it all up. And then when you look at your expenses, as you guys teach, it's and then how can we reverse engineer that? How many how much passive income would we need in order to cover that every month? And, you know, I like to say that most people throw out – when you ask them how much money do you want to make, most people just throw out an arbitrary number. Like right. if I had a, a room – when I speak in front of a crowd of you know, 300 people, how many people – and hands will raise just, I want a million dollars. It's a total arbitrary, meaningless number. What, what if you could have all of your monthly expenses covered every month? That's financial freedom. Who cares about a random number that you just picked out of a hat? Know what your numbers actually are and then get passive income to make sure that that's no, no paycheck, no market. You know, All of those things are in place to protect you for the rest of your life. So for those of you who are listening to this and haven't played the cash flow game, I think that's where you start. It's not for the cash flow game, but it's for the financial statement. And if you don't mm -hmm. have a financial statement, no bank is going to touch you, especially today. I mean, they're getting really, really nasty today. And if you come in as a non-professional, they're always going to turn you down. Right, Kenny? Yeah. The other thing, uh, Clayton, I think what happens is a lot of people get hung up and say, well, I don't have the money to invest, so I'm not going to dedicate the time to figure this out. And that's the illusion as well, because you don't actually need money to get passive income. But you have to have some education and experience. You do. You have to have a lot. But so you, that's why Kennedy's books are the best. You, you actually, <laughs> you, all deals start in the mind. And people can figure this out. You don't need the money to create passive income. Clayton, when you, were, when you had that aha moment with your wife, Natalie, and, and trying to figure out how are you going to, you couldn't even pay the mortgage. So you obviously, you had a lot of expenses. Right. And yeah, I, we had a lot of, you know, in New Jersey, Right, so we're. Hey, I'm a Jersey very, girl. Uh, I'm a Jersey girl. Yeah, yeah well, you got. You, know, you, you, you have to pay the. You have to pay the mafia off to live there. <laughs> 
property taxes like yep. crazy, a lot of expenses with the schools or, you know, outside of Manhattan. So not a cheap area. And, you know, everyone moving to North Carolina or Texas or wherever the heck they're going. And, and so, yeah, you know, figuring out all of those expenses um, is so true. And Ken, to your point, okay, maybe you can't yet, or you don't think you know how yet to invest in real estate to create passive income or, or some other method of creating passive income, right? Not just real estate, but you have to get a handle on that. And there's a great saying about, you know, those who nurture and take care of money, money tends, those people who take care of money, then money takes care of you and it starts to flow to you in really extraordinary ways. And Edwin Gaines wrote an amazing book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. And and I would encourage all of you to read it. She's an amazing, feisty old lady. And um, one of the four spiritual laws will make you the most uncomfortable. And I don't know which one it'll be, but once you start going through the book, you'll know which one is making it difficult for you. And for me, it was tithing because I grew up with all of these negative associations with money. and I felt like I had to hold on to money. And she makes the point in the book that those that – not tithing in the, in the biblical sense necessarily, but tithing those who bring you spiritual sustenance. You know, Like it could be the waitress that day who you're having a terrible day, and the waitress just spends an extra few minutes perking you up and making you happy and laughing. You leave, you leave that person an enormous tip, right? The per- people that bring you spiritual sustenance. And so I started just giving money away when I didn't really have it. In those dark days and realizing that let money just flow through you, that abundance starts to come into your life in ways you never expected. And it's, it's almost like watching – I'm serious. You start doing it. You literally start doing it. Mark it on your calendar. Once you start not being selfish with money and let, letting it flow through you, and you're going to be amazed at the phone calls you'll suddenly start receiving, the money that will start showing up in your life. And I know you could say, oh, it's easy for a Fox News anchor to say all this. Hogwash. People with no money can do it. People, you know, if you have a dollar, give 10 cents of it away, and it's going to start to come back in ways you never expected. Amen, brother. Amen. Kim, did we do that? We did that. We did that when we were starting out. We took. We had nothing. We wow. gave it away. We had. We took 30 percent off the top of every dollar bill that came in, and this was when we had less going coming in than going out. And of that 30 percent, 10 percent went into a tithing or charity account. This was back in the early, early, early days of the 80s. Wow. Yeah, see and, right there. I love it. And and, <laughs> in the cash flow game, we have charity, and you get you get a benefit in there. But it's it's really amazing. You know, I always say, if you want a punch in the mouth, throw a punch. You want a smile, give a smile. It's the same with money. If you want money, <laughs> give money. People say, well, I'm giving my time, but then you have too much time on your hands. So give what you want, and that's money, and you'll get more money. So, uh, what kind of uh, properties are you investing in, Clayton? So I go back to one of the things I suffer from, guys, is uh, shiny object syndrome. And so (laughs) I have a tendency, you know, when people bring me all sorts of different strategies, hey, are you going to invest in mobile homes? Are you going to invest in billboards? What about hot air balloons? And, you know, all of these different things. So for me, those first two properties in my aha moment were single families. They were three bedroom, one bath. They were in the Midwest, blue collar, hardworking neighborhoods where they didn't lose their jobs during the recession, not a lot That's of moving important. parts. Yeah, very important. You know, jobs. even in 2008, 2009, they were still working at the local hospital. They were still working at the local you know, distribution center, the FedEx distribution hub. Guess what? Packages still need to be delivered. People need to be taken care of by the nurses at the hospital. They did not lose their jobs. And so those are the houses I invest in. They have very few moving parts. You know, my tenants provide their own appliances. I don't do any of that. 
And those were the two properties I started with. And I said, why am I going to change strategies now? So how much, how properties. much were they? Uh, I think I bought it for like, tw I overpaid. I think I paid like 26,000 for it and put about 20,000 in rehab into it at the time. I over upgraded. I did some additional things I wouldn't have done. You know, I added some extra bells and whistles that were totally unnecessary. You learn, you know, you got to make mistakes. And so those are, that's what I still do to this day. That's the bulk of my portfolio. That's what we, that's what we do at Morris Invest. And so it's the same properties, the same strategy. I know what's gotten me here, and I'm going to continue to focus on that. Congratulations. Any comments, Kenny, on that? Well, I think he's right. I think what happens is people uh, chase. They chase all kinds of things. Um, generally, most stuff, most properties, my experience has been that come through fully uh, listed and brokered up uh, are usually not the best deals. They're the ones that. Um, you know, aren't necessarily on the market. What Kenny and I say, or Kim and I say, is that right. if it's a nice brochure, it's a bad deal. Yeah, we say the bigger the brochure, the right. worse the deal. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I mean, I spent a lot. I mean, my, my team, my acquisitions team, you wouldn't want to – you'd have to wear, you know, a gas mask to walk through the houses I buy. You know, I want to buy them the uglier, the better. You know, you're not going to find these with a nice brochure at all, you know, and, and that's why I've got a great team that will go in and we do what we do and rip them apart, you know. It's the bulk but, of the yeah, market. That's where everybody lives. Yeah. Uh, literally, it's, it's what where – Well, what he's investing in is really where – Workforce um, housing. Yeah, it's where everybody is, and it's not the it's high glossy white. stuff. White yeah. working class. The majority of class. the renters and the people um, are living in this, these kinds of homes. And what they need are good landlords like yeah. Clayton. They do. So, well, Ken, it's like it's, yeah. it's, tell, tell about your first deal for us. Oh, my, my first deal was a little two-bedroom, one bath in a little little uh, area outside Great of Portland, area, Portland, Oregon, and uh, hardworking mm. people. And it was $45,000, two-bedroom, one bath. Um, very similar, very similar formula. But one thing that that Kenny, Robert, and I do and, and don't do is we don't go to the high end. You know, we don't buy the right. high-end apartment buildings. And, and I still remember the one, Kenny, in, in Texas where we walk in and there's the toilet is sitting in the living room and, and two-thirds of the <laughs> of the property has been burned down by the previous owner. And what they did also, <laughs> they, they opened up all the walls. The, the yeah. landlord did this. Yeah. They opened all the walls <laughs> and took all the electrical wiring out to sell it as scrap. I'm going, geez, that's property management. And all and all Kenny all Kenny could say is, Oh, I smell so much opportunity here. <laughs> yeah, it had a right. it had a flood, it had yeah. a fire. There was yeah, it was six hundred and eighty units, so it was yep. a big project. But to your what to what you said, Clayton, next door to it was huge insurance company plus a hospital with full time employment, right? Yeah, it was right right, right next to USAA and uh, it's in San Antonio and that's right. You're 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 buying in a neighborhood and you're improving you're buying where the neighborhood. jobs. You're improving the neighborhood and yeah. you're, and you're buying where jobs are. So Clayton, thank yeah. you very much. You know, I really appreciate you. your um, all your most importantly congratulations for helping other people and teaching and being a great uh, team player with all of us on this and you know doing our best to straighten out the finances of this country. So thank you well, for that. Much, much love to you guys, and, and you guys, uh, you guys are true, true heroes to me. So this is yeah, it's yeah. truly an honor. Congratulations, Clayton. Congratulations. Thank you. Take, Take care, you Clayton. So much. Out of the rat race and on Yay. to life. Hooray! So we come back. Going to the most important part of our program, a more popular part of our program, is called Ask Robert, and Ken will stick around and answer any questions you have. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Do you own an LLC or LP? 
Are you aware of the new rules? The IRS has mandated new audit rules that require every LLC operating agreement and LP limited partnership agreement be amended. This dramatic requirement has never before been experienced, and changes must be made by December 31st. Corporate Direct, owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton, can guide you through these new rules. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit CorporateDirect.com. Contact Corporate Direct today to stay in IRS compliance. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. Visit richdadadvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. Log on to richdadradio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Uh, good news and bad news about money. I want to thank Clayton Morris, former weekend anchor for Fox and Friends, former anchor because he got out of the rat race and he's now a real estate investor and founder of Morris Invest, but like he's a kindred soul because he believes in teaching because, te because we're in a financial crisis today. I'm in a big one, huge one. And all those people with a steady job and um, saving money and trying to get out of debt and a 401k, I will pray for you tonight because when this baby comes down, it's going to be a bad one. Clayton was courageous enough to talk about what it's like to get to the end of the line, and that's when you find out what you're made of. And so he had, his, he's a glam, he had a glamorous life and all this. On television, he talks about he can't even afford to buy a cup of coffee. And Kenny McRoy, uh, Rich Dad Advisor, he's been there. Kim and I have been there, and I think that's what most people are terrified, the end of the line. And then you better figure out who you, what you're made of at that moment. So that's why I thank Clayton and our, our talk today. And when I met Kim, I came to the end of the line. I said, I can't do this anymore. You know, it was fun. It was really a lot of fun. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. But it's time to get on with my life. And so for all of you, you know, maybe time for you to get to the end of the line and get on with your life and smell reality and face it and find out if you have it or not. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show on your time and your schedule on iTunes and Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them so you can listen to them again so you learn again And because repetition is how we learn best. But more importantly, you can share this program with friends, family, and business partners because if we're correct, we're coming to the end of the line on the biggest economic boom BS boom in history called printed money. So be very careful right now. And that's why we, the Rich Dad Radio Show exists. You can submit your questions to ask Robert at richdadradio.com and Ken McElroy has stayed with us. So first question, Melissa. So our first question today comes from Elisa in New York. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
Her question is this, how do you know which real estate is a good investment? Well, all of us have that question constantly. And a lot of people don't like my answer. And I said, why don't you take a real estate course? If you really don't know what you're doing, there's a lot of, you know, there's good and bad real estate courses, but that's where you start. At least that's where I started. And I have never lost money in real estate. Yet I know people with no real experience, they jump in and they get into real estate and they take a hammering. And the one reason real estate is risky is because there's no liquidity in it. In other words, you make a mistake, you're stuck with that baby. You're going down with the ship. Whereas you buy a stupid mutual fund and you make a mistake, you can sell it immediately. So the key is liquidity. So the less liquid an investment, i.e. real estate, you know, take classes, take classes. Kenny McElroy got his education working in real estate. Is that correct? Yeah, I've taken tons and tons of classes, however, all along. I still do. Yeah, it's part of education. I, I don't know why people think they're Donald Trump reincarnated or something. Well, I think they want the answer, and then they go do it, and, and that's really not the right thing to do. You know, you know, to really the, the truth about real estate is, is, is you've got to look for where the need is. But, but, you, but, you, but there's so many moving parts to it. There's a lot. And, but, and you know, like we have, we, all, we have some friends who are stock guys, and now they realize stocks kind of are sucking. They say, oh, just go buy real estate. Well, that could be the worst advice because of liquidity. You can't get out. You make a bad, you make a bad decision. So Rich Dad Education, Rich Dad Coaching offers courses on real estate. There's everybody out there teaching how to flip property, which is we don't do because the tax advantages of flipping are really higher risk for low tax advantages. But you've got to start your education. Look, it takes no intelligence to save money. And I, I think what happens well, 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 It takes no intelligence to save money. It takes no intelligence to use a credit card. And it takes no intelligence to invest in the stock market. But real estate is a different Megillah, right? Yeah, actually, that's what I was going to say. Is I, I think people put real estate and stocks in the same category. category. And really, real estate is a business. You have to understand it. You have to understand income, expenses, and there's so many. There's, it's very complex. And the reason, stock is not. Yeah, that's why I love your books, Kenny. ABCs of Real Estate Investment is how you find the deal. But the biggest one is the management of a deal because it is a business. Yeah. You don't have to manage a stock. I mean, it's very easy. It's like buying anything at any store. <laughs> That's how stocks are. Now, real estate is not like that. You, you can buy it that way, but then you have to manage it and you have to produce after that. Yeah, real estate's like buying a puppy. Your pro your problems begin after you buy it's it. It's the truth. Yeah, you know? there's a lot to it. Well, there's also and there's also we get a lot of questions about. Well, you know, I I live in London and I'm thinking of investing in Florida, very much like a stock. They're just going to blindly turn their money over to have somebody else manage it, run it, and they have no education. They don't know what they're investing in. But it sounds like a good deal. Well, I think why that is, Kim, is there's a lot of these gurus out there that you know try to make it look like that. They they say you know they're tr they're trying to raise capital over the internet and right. they're trying to get people to invest in spots that they don't know anything about. It's it's such a bad idea. And Kenny will tell you, and we've said it all along. If somebody's trying to sell it to you, it's probably a bad deal, right? I mean, it's probably bad. The the the, the prettier the brochure, the worse the deal. Yeah. And it's all these guys, you know, flip this house and flip that thing and all that. 
That's not what we do, Where what Clayton says. Now, Clayton bought in the Midwest because he lives in New Jersey. I personally would not do that because the Midwest is too far away from New Jersey. You know, But it was a very calculated strategic yeah. move is the point. Yeah. I mean, he, he I'm sure and he's done been a there lot of reasons there. why he's yeah. there. Yeah. And I think that is the point. Real estate's a very local business. And so, you know, as you drive down the road, you know what's good on the left and what's good on the right. And what, you know, if you're going into a bad area and good area. And that's how it is. When Kim started, she could walk to her first investment. And our best investment of all, we can still walk to it. We can still walk to it today. it doesn't today. work if there's nobody to rent it. That's the point. You know, everybody runs out to the edge of town because it's cheap. Yeah. And then they yeah. can't figure out why, oh, the oh guy, nobody it's lives vacant. here. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> and then, oh, real estate's a bad deal. Yeah. They, you know, they're idiots for even. And they can't get out of correct. it. Correct. And my first deal, the reason I know that one hour thing is my first property was on Maui. And Maui, Hawaii is beautiful. The trouble is when something went wrong, I had to take a whole day off of work to catch a plane, rent a car, drive to the property, you know, deal with some idiot person who's pissed off at me, or then I had to come back and try to get back to work. It was a whole day. It cost me more money than I could ever make from the property. So sports fans, this is about education. We're not telling you to buy anything, but you know, you have to study with real estate for one major reason. It's not liquid. You can't get out quickly. That's the problem if, if you make a mistake. And tell them the story of Tom Wheelwright again in Brazil, that woman. Tom Wheelwright's our, oh, our rich dad advisor on taxes. Uh, this is very similar. A woman bought, she lived out of the country. She bought some property in Florida, and she was basically hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging cash. Or what They weren't cash flowing, which is the number one thing that we talk about. None of the properties were cash flowing. Yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if that is your favorite book, which you said it was, that's basically what it says. It says, you know, properties should cash flow. Like in cash flow out as well as yeah, cash flow in. Right. So so what happened in that one is that she's hemorrhaging on all deal, all five properties. But she made bad decisions. Yeah, and, and the question to Tom, which was ridiculous, I mean it's good that you ask questions, but is maybe I can just refinance. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> add more debt. Yeah, which which that oh is gosh. unbelievable that once she again, would say that. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, take a course, invest two or three days and study. Kent looks at a thousand deals every Every, year, yeah, right? every year, almost a thousand. And that's why that's what it takes. So I want to thank you for your questions. You can submit your questions to ask Robert at richdadradio.com. Much thanks to Clayton Morris. Congratulations for being out of the rat race. And thank you all for listening.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.